Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Horror 421, the podcast, with your host, your friendly small-town horror author, Charles Campbell. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the frights in this week's episode. This episode of Horror 421, the podcast, is brought to you by Terror Tour. Music is a killer. Virginia Morgan is the lead singer of a band called the Valley Rats. They have embarked on a regional tour. There is excitement in the air, but there is also something else. One by one, members of the band receive ominous letters at each stop. At first, they think it is a harmless prank staged by a fan. Soon, they learn it is something much more sinister. The band will have to come together to play the show of their lives if there is any hope that they can survive the Terror Tour. Terror Tour can be found at valleyboypublications.com by clicking on the shop tab. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror 421, the podcast. I'm your host, small town horror author, Charles Campbell, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, I'm calling it part of the Kuto collection because of Henrik Kuto's connections to my recent guest, but I am super excited to have Joe Kidd on the show today. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh man, I'm glad to have you. You've done all kinds of cool stuff that I want to dive into, and you have something very recent that... Uh, is just coming out that we'll get into. But before we do any of that, I would like for you to kind of introduce yourself to the listening audience. Give us a little background on yourself and then we'll get into a conversation. All right. So my name is Joe Kidd and I've been acting since about 2004-ish. Just started out doing local theater and stuff where I connected with a bunch of other filmmakers through that. And um, we just started making our own stuff. I met my wife uh, making a movie that never, never got finished for various reasons. But um, I get to tell people I met my wife wearing clown makeup. Oh wow! <laughs> um, then, uh, I mean, other than that, I'm a, a CT tech. I, I do uh, CTs at a hospital, and I am on the side also a hypnotist. Oh wow! Hypnosis stage shows, yeah. Well, don't hypnotize me on the podcast, man. I don't want to explain anything to my wife later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I looked at your bio a little bit, and uh, I want to let the listening audience know he has done something very, very cool that not a lot of us can say. Uh, Joe was actually in a film with uh, Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman, and uh, I will let Joe tell us what film that was. I have it written down here, but I want to hear the story and how you got involved in that movie. So here's the crazy thing. I always tell people that I got cast in that film, but um, I was in the Marines at the time and uh, <clears throat> I worked for the um, the president helicopter squadron. So I was the Marine saluting the president at the bottom of the helicopter, right? Gotcha. And I was actually away doing a lift on the day they needed me to film. So I was officially cast, but I was never in the film. Oh. Uh, yeah, yes, but while I was away, uh, I got back and my wife at the time told me that um, she said some guy called for you in, and I can't even remember his name now, but um, it was the director of some of all fears. Oh, wow. And I saw, when I saw the movie, there was video of the Marine standing outside the helicopter. So I was wondering if that's why he was calling me. He wanted me for that, but I knew they wanted me as an extra. That was my first taste of film 
And uh, James Cromwell was also in that, which is another pretty, pretty big name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the movie, and I'm a Navy guy, so I was in oh, the yeah. Navy for four years uh, out, of, out of high school. So thank you for your service, buddy. Yeah, thank you, too. Oh, uh, man. So we're going to fast forward a little bit. So tell me how you got involved. Uh, well, before I do that, a lot of your movies are centered around horror, and this is a horror podcast. So what I'd like to know is, coming up as a kid, um, were you always a horror nut? Did you, did you, um, you know, were you geared toward horror at all? Or, no, or how'd you, how'd you I, get involved? So it's funny. My brother, my older brother, loved all the horror um, and all the the B movie horror. I think I saw um, Hellraiser when I was like twelve, maybe because of him. Okay, <laughs> um, which is kind of a weird film to see as a twelve year old. But uh, I was never really into it. I I liked like the. I guess I was because I like the Freddy Krueger movies and the Jason movies. And, well, there you go. And all that stuff. Um, but some of the some of the like pumpkin head and stuff like that, I just didn't get. Right. Um, the what really got me into it is acting in Ohio. There's not a lot of other types of films being made. Okay. It's the easiest one to produce and sell because um, there's a market. Even for bad horror movies, there's a market. There isn't for bad romantic comedies or something like that, you know. <laughs> um, but for bad, for bad or what we would call D horror, there is right. definitely a market for that. Uh, also, I I had an acting coach at one point. And I was like, "Why do they all do horror movies?" And they said, "Because that way they don't have to create the tension. It's already there. They don't That's have to explain." This guy's cr just crazy. That's why he's doing it. Right, was, right, right. Oh, okay. I see. That makes sense. Um, but basically, it was just out of a desire to act that I would act in in horror films. And I would try to find, like, even if, I don't want to talk bad about any movies I was on, so I don't want to say, even the worst ones, like the ones that I knew weren't going to be, like, quality, I would... I would still go to my acting coach and rehearse and all this stuff um, and treat it like any, like I was working for Spielberg or anybody else. Yeah. You put your best foot forward. I got it. Well, you never know who's going to see it. I've been cast off of just, um, I don't, have you seen a uh, haunted house and sorority row? I have. So Iabu and I are the opening couple. Yep. We joke that we're, we're the cold open couple in a lot of things and we get killed right away uh, yeah 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 i was but, gonna bring that up i had it written down right here but oh, yeah awesome. <laughs> so, so another director actually saw us in that and asked me if i was interested um and i worked with him his name's sean burkett he's in uh, he's in uh brookville which is just outside of dayton but i did a, a few movies with him as well yeah well yeah you got you and we work really well together so i'm glad you guys ended up together that's that's pretty awesome so i'm sure there's a story there um but one thing I do want to mention, uh, another film that I, I've watched, and I think uh, Henrik um, had it at a theater, local theater where you guys are from not very long ago, uh, was Scarewaves. And what I'd like to do is talk about that movie, particularly for a little bit from your perspective. How was it filming that movie? I loved your story. So I, I would rather have it come from you, the, um, the overview and kind of what the story is without spoiling it too much for the po folks who haven't seen it. But out of the stories in Scarewaves, I think that was my favorite, to be honest, if I'm being perfectly honest. 
and I and I love the the actors that you guys worked with because I followed Aaron and Rachel and Iabu and all you guys were fantastic in that story. So I'm going to shut up and let you talk about that for a few minutes. That project. So just a quick rundown without giving anything away. Um, uh, it it is about a painter who paints women, usually nudes, and he. The easiest way to put it is he basically sold his soul, soul to the devil, right? To get this talent to where everybody wants his his work, and it's it's funny because they just had a like uh, another showing in a theater locally, um, just because <clears throat> just because Henrik is trying to get his movies back out there and get back into it since the whole twenty twenty thing, right? Lockdowns, so he's getting back into it. So he had a showing and. Uh, we talked about it afterwards and uh that was a weird project because i had just come from death valley where i filmed another project with another director like i got back on thursday and i was filming with henrik on saturday oh wow yeah yeah and my character and my character in the the death valley one was military so i had really short hair and uh he was like well you're a painter and you're kind of like you know laid back <laughs> i was like uh-oh so we came up with a hat. I wear a hat for that whole thing, and that's the whole reason why. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, but so working on that project was my first time working with Henrik on a more extended um, project. On all the other stuff, like we talked about, I was just like the opening person, right? Or I have just a cool scene here or there. Nothing as extensive. But I told him it was one of my most difficult roles because he wanted me to, I basically had two emotions. <laughs> I was yeah. either cold and to totally turned off and um, just accepted what I'm doing in the world. <laughs> right. And taking, taking these, doing with these women. And the other part of me is like really getting into what's happening. Right. To them. And, and, uh, and it was like a fine, fine line there. And, and, it was really cool. I was uh, I was trying to give Henrik like ideas and stuff, right? And a lot of directors would have handled this differently, but he said something that kind of shut me up and made me put me in my place. He said, and he said he said it in his Henrik way, which I know you know what I'm talking. About. He just says, "Yeah, I'm the director here. Let me make those decisions." And he said it like it was friendly. It wasn't right. like intimidating. I was like. Oh, I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Henry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was nice but firm. <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, while we're on the subject of Henry, let's give me the story of how you uh, met up with him and started working with Henry. And we'll 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 focus on some other stuff here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I always like the Kuto connection and how the, how you guys met and got together. Well, so I, I've worked with him on a ton of films um, between him and John Oak Dalton because they work yeah. together on those. But he um, he actually I saw I just started following uh, filmmakers on Facebook. I'm sorry if you hear my cat. That's fine. <laughs> she's in heat. And, uh, she wants all the boys to know she's around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he was looking for he lost an actress for um, Babysitter Massacre. The okay. Original. And he was looking for an actress. I said, and I, I said, Hey, uh, Iabu might be interested. And 
he's like, is she willing to show her boobs? Well, my wife has a no nipple, no bush rule. Right. Uh, so, so he said, oh, no, I, I think I got somebody else because I, I want that. But thanks for reaching out. Hey, I want to work with you guys in the future. Right. I was like, okay, cool. Just let us know. And then he contacted us about um, the cold open couple in uh, Haunted House and Sorority Row. And that was the first thing. And I, back, I backed his project on um, what, probably Indiegogo or Kickstarter. I don't know. Uh, Awkward Thanksgiving. And we were both in that as well. So those were our first two <laughs> forays into the Henrik stuff. Well, I'm glad you brought up Awkward Thanksgiving because I was going to mention that too. That was in my notes. I've seen a lot of Henrik's films and I see your face in a bunch of them. Um, so tell me the contrast between working in a, in a low budget horror film versus like a, like a, how would you describe Awkward Thanksgiving? It's a, it's a dramedy kind of thing. Yeah. It's got some drama and comedy in it. Uh, what are the comparisons there and how did you get ready for that film? So I, I didn't even get a script. No. Me, everything was ad-libbed. Uh, we just were given the idea you're at a big Thanksgiving party, right. basically. And uh, we just showed up. And I think either my son, no, we had somebody there that was our kid, but it wasn't really our kid. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but we showed up. <laughs> yeah. So I had no idea what the movie was really about. I just knew it was going to be funny. And I had heard or I had seen Depression. Um, which was another drama. I've seen that one too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, sure. I like, and Henrik's fun to work with. And like, this is cool. He makes movies all the time. We know they're going to be seen, which doesn't happen a lot in Ohio. Like they'll make movies, but they don't know. It's probably one of the worst things that indie filmmakers do is marketing. Right. Um, but some big time production companies do a poor job at that too. Right, but, right, right. Um, but yeah, so we had no clue what was going to happen. And then when we went to see the film, we didn't, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know what we were in for, and we loved it. And I told Henrik, I was like, I would love to see more comedy from you. This is great. Yeah. He, he said, Well, this is what I love, but horror pays the bills. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The comedy stuff's good, man. I, I, and I like the I like the movie you brought up, or uh, Depression. That was depressingly funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not to talk too much about Henrik, but I talked to him about that. And he goes, no, most of those situations were from my life. Oh, man. I, like I did. The, girl, the girl naked in the bed and he's talking, he's talking about somebody else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. All right. So we'll we'll move off of Henrik for just a little bit. I want you to uh, kind of share with the audience. I looked up some things and we will get back to Smart House because I know that's the latest thing you've, you've done and have out there. But uh, I'm more familiar with your work through Henrik because I've seen a lot of his films. Can you bring up a few films that uh, you've worked on that, you know, aren't Henrik related? You, you mentioned a couple already, uh, but uh, I will be quiet. And let you, there's one here I wrote down, Animal Inside. I want to check that out. But okay. anyway, so that was the one I, I told you, Sean Burkett, he yeah. saw us in the cold open and wanted to work with us. He um, basically he was something happened to his equipment and I let him borrow mine. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. you want to be in this film, too? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I got to play a cop. And it's basically about a woman who's turning into a werewolf. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool thing. But I, I, I'm the cop. I go out to. 
I end up in the woods, of course, trying to chase her down. And you know what happens to cops in the woods? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I did. I also did all the um, like visual effects, like I did the the gunshots and things like that for that film. Well, that's cool, man. You're pretty diverse. I mean, you're in front of the camera and you're behind the camera. What are your uh, aspirations as far as directing goes? What, what do you want to do there? So I've, I've directed two short films. Um, and then I help Iabu on all of her projects because if she's in front of the camera and I'm behind it, then I can mm-hmm. you know kind of direct a little better back there. And then I always, she says, I always give good ideas. So she likes having me on set, even if I'm doing nothing. Right, right, right. Um, so... Uh, so I like that aspect of it. Um, I haven't built a team to really just direct. So usually I'm directing, I'm worrying about lighting, sound, right. schedule and all this stuff. Uh, I like to, I'd like to do something where I can just direct and I have some, a team to help me with all the other stuff. Uh, but I've directed two short films. Uh, one is my foray into horror, which was actually a horror comedy. It was a zombie film. But it was about two zombies who meet on a dating site for the supernatural. <laughs> nice. Is it can can people find that somewhere? Yeah, it's on my YouTube, which uh, is I think it's just Joe Kid. Okay, I'm it's gonna make Undying Love. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I put links to any uh, social media or you know videos that that you share with me. I'll put them in the notes below. Yeah, Definitely I'll check that. that out. Yeah, I'll find it and I'll send you the link directly. Cool, cool. Um, and then I uh, I directed a film and I edited it, or I'm in the process of editing it. It's been probably five years. It was about a couple. It's a comedy. It's just a straight up comedy. It's about a couple who go to a therapist because you know they're having relationship problems, and the relation and the therapist offers these puppets to work out their problems. So whenever they argue, they're supposed to pull out the puppets and talk in a puppet voice. <laughs> and then the puppets start to get a little too involved. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so oh, man. The funny thing about that is after, well, while I was filming it, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I had an alarm to get ready for this. <laughs> yeah. I saw, and the audience, I started early. It's not Joe's fault. He, <laughs> he, he's prompt and on time. So... <laughs> So anyway, I was talking uh, at the at the family practice I was working at. I was talking to one of the nurses and she said she knew a doctor who him and his wife have a puppet kink. And I was like, oh, <laughs> OK, nice. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing, but I got actually I had a, a writer wrote it in uh, out of Columbus. And he um, he sent it to me and said, hey, what do you think of this? I said, this is hilarious. He goes. Well, we're never going to make it. Would you like to make it? I was like, heck yeah. I have never filmed a comedy like that. So I learned a lot and I'm not, I'm not happy with the edit yet. And that's why it's not out. It's, it's pretty good. I had two original songs written for it. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I put a lot of money to, I made, so just like any romantic comedy, I have the ghost clay pot scene (laughs) and the puppets are helping, but nice. uh, I made a I made a a wheel a pottery wheel out of an old ceiling fan and a and a, a end table. Oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy. 
I'm trying to figure out how that works. An old so you had the motor from the old ceiling fan, and you just had the uh, well, the motor was underneath, uh -huh. and then the part that would hold the blades was on top. And I put uh, Lazy Susan on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was oh wow. wow, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yep, and it it worked. <laughs> it worked. Hey, that 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 is awesome. Uh, there's another movie, and we're kind of going back to Henrik a little bit, but. I just want to, you know, highlight to the audience how diverse you are. So we've talked about some drama. We've talked about comedy. We've talked about horror. But I want you to tell the audience, and I love this movie, by the way. I thought it was really good. I thought your character was really good in it. Um, let's talk about the Western you were in. Um, if you Calamity Jane? Yep, the Calamity yeah. Jane movie. Um, so, so that was really cool. Um uh, I really like that character. That's one of my favorite ones with Henrik that I was in just because of the way it was shot more artistically. Right. Um, that and probably Scareways were my two favorites um, because Scareways was an opportunity to work more with him. Right. That was shot artistically and I got to wear a big fake mustache. Yeah. I um, I went and found the cowboy suit, which got me cast in two other things. But nice. I, uh, uh, my wife actually says she wants more of that character. She wants a movie just about that character. I could see that. I yeah, could see I that. Really, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I had so much fun doing it. And I got to work with Aaron, Ryan. And yeah, she's great to work with. And it was so, so easy to shoot because Henry had it set up and planned out. It was, it was just really good. Yeah. Well, I love the character that you played. And, um, for the guys who want to see the movie, you can find it on Tubi. Um, you can find a lot of stuff on Tubi if you go look for Henry Kuto. He's got a bunch of movies out there, and that's one of them. I think it's still out there. But uh, you did a great job. And I love seeing you working with, uh, you know, the – it's almost like a clique. You guys kind of work in the same circles, so it's kind of cool seeing you interact in different roles with the same people. So how do you yes, feel I, about that? How do you feel okay. about working with the same actors? It reminds me of like um, Saturday Night Live. It's all yeah. the same people. They're just in different roles every week. Um, and we get to do more because it's not just comedy. We get horror, Western, <laughs> drama, right. uh, whatever, you know. Um, so I, I love, yeah, I love working with them. And plus I know what they're going to give me. So I know how to prepare. Like, like Aaron always gives you so much in her face and her expressions that, you oh, know, she's you're really good. To, yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to be able to work. And of course I know how my wife is. So I'm going to be able to work with her. Yeah. Um, the same with, um, oh, uh, his mind is John. Oh, John Hambrick. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You, like I know what I'm going to get from him. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's not as expressive with his face he has kind of a stoic thing about him yeah but um but yeah he 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 has his part down and he's there and he just expects you to have your part which is awesome to work yeah. off of. i love that guy man i love him I, well i love all these actors you know he him and Joni and you and Iabu, all, all of them um and i told henrik and him this when they did that movie uh devil's trail together Oh yeah. Yeah. It looked like humor was really pissing him off and really getting under his skin. So that I, 
if it looked real, it is real. So I thought that was really good. So I, I like that guy. He's he's a, he's a good dude. And I've had him on this podcast with Joni uh, last season. So oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, like I said, the Kuto connection there. Um, but tell me uh, a little bit about what you have coming. We'll, we'll segue into, into what you guys just launched and just premiered. And uh, talk about that. Give us a little uh, insight into the plot of this movie. Your lovely wife is the star, I, I believe. Um, so I'm going to be quiet and let you talk about Smart House. So Smart House is a film about um, oh, an AMSR like influencer. <laughs> so she okay. has an AMSR, AMSR channel or ASMR, however you, whatever it is. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I, don't I don't either. Just know about it, not really about it um, right but she is like an influence she has tons of followers she's like the biggest name out there right now for this uh and she's living in her father's house in which he's not allowed to live in anymore because it's a smart house and i'm not going to ruin any of that that's a that's like a side story that's pretty cool okay and uh so she's in this house and she has this new uh device that's it's like alexa or siri but it's called cassandra Okay. And it's voiced by uh horror horror legend Brink Stevens. Um yeah, uh and it was writ written by John Oak Dalton and some of I don't got the name of the other guy he knows. Um right. John, but he wrote it and directed it and he uh Henrik helped produce and film it. About 60% of it was filmed at our house here in Dayton. Um so that the the smart house that she's trapped in, it's kind of it kind of reminds you of how nine thousand won't open the pod bay door. Same oh yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. So um, the best compliment I've heard so far is it reminds them of a Black Mirror uh, episode, which oh. is pretty cool. Uh, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, That's a Kiabu does a really good job. I'm in it. I just have a, a small role in it. I, I play the boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend that everybody thinks is doing this, <laughs> who hacked the system and is locking her in and messing with her and all this right. stuff. I get to, I get to, um, my favorite scene with me is I get to get in her face and like, it's in, it's, it's in a dream of her. So I'm really like, I'm in her face and I, I just put my hand on her face and rub my finger down and I go, shh, shh. <laughs> like really cool it turned out really cool um uh the other scene i'm kind of a weasel in you see that i'm not really as powerful as they were portraying earlier but right that's a really thing. but um but yeah it would it, it turned out really well uh there's a lot of it where she's on her her asmr live uh, right. feed and they did this thing where they put comments up on the side of the screen so when you watch it, make sure to read some of the comments because there's a lot of comedy in those comments. Oh, man. I'll definitely have to check it out. Do you have any insight on when it will be available for mass consumption? Um, I think they... Hmm. I know we're doing a theatrical premiere here in Dayton in two months, August. Okay. Um, but maybe... I think they said four months or so. Okay. I don't. I don't want to misquote yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, hold, not, hold, not holding you to anything, but will we expect it on a streaming service or somewhere we can see it in the future? So it, it's going to ITN, who's who's done a lot of their 
projects. Right. Um, and they just delivered it last Saturday, actually. Um, so like a week ago was, was when they started delivering. And uh, I'm not sure how long the process takes or gotcha. they, they're going to make a decision whether it's going to go streaming or a lot of times they put stuff in Walmart on the, the 999 right. shelf, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. where I picked up. That's where I picked up Scarecrow County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me and my wife will always try to go to Walmart and uh, take a picture with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. Buy a copy just because. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love indie horror, man, and it's you know you find some real um, diamonds in some of that stuff. And I'm one of those people who can watch what quote unquote bad horror movies you know right. a lot a lot of the bad is just because they're super low budget and you know you you only have you know hundreds of dollars and not thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to produce the movie if that so yeah exactly it, it takes a special talent to be able to put those together on any level to be to be honest and the lower the budget uh for me i just am in awe as to what people can come up with with shoestrings so <laughs> so one of the best ones that i've seen that was literally done with probably the least amount of money i've seen um is actually on iaboo's youtube page it's called psycho killer oh i saw it Did yeah you? she recommended it to me the last uh when I, I had her on and i told her i promised i would go see it she sent me the link and i saw it and i loved it she said she, she thought i would love it and i promoted it on the other podcast but we'll promote it here too but yeah, keep keep going with your thought on that. Well, I was just saying he did like they had no money, and the way they shot that was um, in down in the tuberculosis tunnels of an old hospital. Yeah, um, it was crazy. I got I got to be in the film for just a little bit. I was near the end. I got to be in the mask um, of of the baddie. Right, right, right. And there's a scene where he falls to his back, and I took that fall. And I didn't brace, and my head snapped back and hit the ground. Uh, to get concussed? I felt like I did, but the coolest thing about it is he said he didn't have to go out and find another sound. He used the sound that I made. <laughs> Cracked your dome and he used the sound. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, there was a little bit of foam rubber on the back of the head, too. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. But yeah, Randy, Randy, um, he's very creative. He made all the prosthetic stuff. There's a body pit that he made of body parts and stuff, and he directed it. He's the main main guy in it as well. Right. Well, you've had an interesting story of how you got into filming and filmmaking. Um, can you share with me and the audience maybe some of the challenges you faced in, in um, you know, in pursuing your dream because you're really good at what you do. And, you know, I want to hear about the struggle a little bit. If what, what challenges you faced along the way? Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. And um, I really appreciate that. I've kind of, I'm going to start at the end and then we'll go back. Okay. Uh, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've kind of lost a little bit of my drive for it. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with 2020. Right. And, and then after that, I had a couple of friends in the industry kind of betray me, I guess, oh, man. And, and, and my wife. So, and, and I've seen some people who aren't good people like prosper, which kind of hurt me, but I got right. my, I also got my creative outlet doing the comedy hypnosis and stuff like that. So I get to perform there, but to go back, the biggest challenge is just having to have a day job. You can't go to all the auditions. You can't always 
film when the director wants to film. Um, uh, I was also for a big period of time, I was in the national army national guard for six years. So if it was my duty weekend, I couldn't say, Hey, I need to film. (laughs) So that was, it was just time. Uh, and the older you get, it's also energy and time. Yeah. Uh, so you might have the time, but you need to rest a little bit. And I'm starting to learn that a little more now that I'm in my (laughs) forties. Um, so the, that's the biggest thing, uh, not making money doing it. So you can't quit your day job. I have made a little bit of money here and there doing commercials, um, and stuff like that, but nothing to where I could say bye-bye <laughs> to my yeah. job. Yeah. Well, I'm a small town horror author and I have a day job too. So yeah, I get you. I, I, you know, I, I, I do okay with it, but not enough to, uh, not enough to support anything. Uh, I couldn't feed my dog on it. <laughs> right. But, right. Yeah. And, then, and, and then it probably for you is sometimes you don't feel like writing because you're tired from your day job. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm sure that's, that's probably the biggest thing is, is being able to make it to auditions and being available to film on the days where they're filming in the beginning, in the very beginning, the only way I found auditions was on Craigslist. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I got some really cool projects and met some really cool people from, from that. And then Facebook came around and then you, they have all these like, uh, there's a Southern Ohio Film Association and a Mid-Ohio Film Association. And mm-hmm. people post in there all the time looking for actors and stuff. So now it's a lot easier than it was when I first started. Plus, back when I first started, they, the DSLR craze that hadn't happened yet. So you had to spend all this money to get a decent camera to make something decent. Oh, um, yeah. So there weren't as many people doing it. Now you can just go get a you know, Canon T, T4i or whatever and for yeah. 300 bucks and make something that looks really good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's probably the hardest thing. And, and then picking the projects, you kind of just do every, you're, you're kind of like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. You don't turn down anything. <laughs> yeah. Him and Nick Cage, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It, and then you see it, um, and you're disappointed because the quality's not there. And I take it as a learning experience. Um, like every project, if, I want to learn something on. Right. But that's another reason I like working with and Henrik is because for one, I know he's going to have a certain level of quality for two. I know that it's going to get finished and seen getting, there are so many great projects out there that haven't been completed. It drives me mad. I wish, and I've lost touch with the directors. So I wish I could connect with them but life has happened and we're talking things that happened five, seven years ago and uh, people's families have died. So they've lost yeah. their love for it because right. of that. it's just crazy. Um, that's one of the hardest things for me is putting in all that work and not getting ever to see it. Yeah. I will. Hey, I couldn't imagine to be honest with you. Um, if I put all that work into something and no one got to see it. Um, and it's kind of like you said, like back in the day when you're trying to be a writer, you have to get the publisher and you have to get a literary agent and you have to do all these things. But with the advent of self-publishing, which is the route I have gone, uh, it makes the world a little easier for me. So I can put it out there and it's all on me. If it sucks, it's my fault. If it's great, it's my fault. <laughs> so yeah, man. But I, 
Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's exactly what got Iabu and I to making our own stuff. Is like at least if the quality is bad, we only yeah. have ourselves to blame. And um, we know what we like. We know the look we like. We know what we want here. What we want there. Uh, and then it took it took us time to find people like Henrik and John Oak Dalton and um, there's a, and Sean Burkett and there's there's a few that if they call I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when when John actually sent us the script for Smart House, he uh, he said read it and let me know if you're in. So we waited a couple of days and said, oh yeah, we're in. Neither of us had read it. Like right. we didn't, we were like, we're working with you. We don't care. Like, yeah, you trust John. So that, that that goes a long way. And he's a character guy too. We had him on the podcast last year. Yeah. So if you go watch true. my podcast, you'll see a ton of uh, Kuto Connection people. <laughs> but man, that's yeah. That's a testament of how much he works. Yeah. Well, he's a cool guy and he's more in my age bracket. I'm in my 50s and uh, so you said you were in your 40s. So yeah, you're right. That's about the time it started uh getting a little <laughs> a little tiresome uh but uh no nah, i want you to keep doing what you're doing man you're great at it and i enjoy watching you uh on screen you i mean your face you're you have a natural ability and you know i want everyone to see you that can possibly see you so i think you do a great job well i appreciate that i did want to i wanted to go back to scare waves because oh, yeah, yeah. you mentioned something that reminded me of it so <clears throat> Uh, Dwayne West was in that movie. Um, he was wearing a mask, so you wouldn't know his face. Right, right. But he came to the premiere, and he he told us he he was talking to me and Ia, and um, and he told us that whenever we he saw us in movies, he was like, "Oh, those are cool people. Like they work really well together. They should like they should be a couple." Like he didn't even <laughs> know we were. A couple. <laughs> so it was really cool. It was really cool to hear that. Like. Me and my wife decide like figured after that we're like, just shows you you don't really know who's who's watching you and what they're thinking, right? So it's really cool to hear it because people don't reach out and say, "Hey, that was awesome." Very often, you know, they'll tell you if something sucked, but oh yeah, yeah, no, for you to I say mean, for you to say what you said, it kind of helps relight that fire in there, you know. Well, it's the truth, you know. I, I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If it sucked, I tell you it sucked, but it's great, man. You guys. Have a good chemistry, just like uh, Joni and John in their movies. You know, they play brother and sister in a movie, and then they played a married couple in another movie, and their chemistry with each other. And now they're together in real life. So, you know, yeah. it's yeah, crazy. I was, in, uh, I was in the brother and sister movie. Yeah, the uh, uh, the Ouija Room, and it had another name, too. Haunting Inside. Yeah, Haunting Inside. Yeah, that was a good movie. I like that, too. So That was yeah. another fun character where – I got to play a fifties like rat pack dude. It yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. But was... uh, yeah, everything I've seen you in. Were you in? I think you were. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to misstate anything. But I watched his Bigfoot series, Foggy Creek. Were you in that? Yeah, I was the police officer. That's right. That's right. How was that filming a TV series? I thought it was a cool series with with the character being Bigfoot, and you know he's really the hero of the series. But anyway, yeah, talk about that. Uh, couple minutes i really enjoyed that 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 was really a lot of he's so he sent me the script and i actually i read the wrong part i was i thought i was the uh the there was uh Joni and um 
Oh, the other ranger that? guy, I can't remember his name, but you thought that was you're the other oh, ranger that's guy. That's my part, and he goes, "No, no, you're this guy. You're the guy." I'm like, "Oh, that makes more sense." Okay, <laughs> um, so so I was like, I was excited because I had like police gear and stuff, and yeah. Uh, well, Henry like, probably wanted you, wanted to borrow it if he knew you had it. I'm just kidding. Well, I had the belt. I, I had the belt. Yeah. That was the main thing. It was a lot of fun. It, that role was uh, so. It's no secret. Henrik isn't a fan of cops, right? Right. Just not. Uh, he, uh, but he said at one point of filming, he goes, "You actually make made me care for a cop. <laughs> you made me think cops had feelings, which nice. they obviously do." But he was joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, David Denoyer, who works with Henrik a lot, actually told me when he was watching footage, he said that I helped. He felt that I helped ground the series, like I gave it a a grounding. I was like, that was. A, for an actor, that's a good um, compliment. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I enjoyed the series, but it's been like a year since I watched it. So I, I didn't want to miss. And I I, I was 90% sure you were in it, but I couldn't remember the exact character. I'm 54, man. I forget things all the time. Yeah, Boo's in it too. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just in one thing. Yeah, is that the when the all the girls were together? And I think Rachel was in it too. I can't remember. Rachel was in it. Um Eobu's was she was drunk coming out of a bar. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then in the next scene, they're pulling her car out of the water. So. Oh, I got you. I got <laughs> she doesn't okay. Um, but but that was a big project for Henrik. Um, what was the name guy? The guy's name? No, the Eric Roberts guy. The, he well, did he was the intro. It, but Fred, um, the producer of it, he's like a well-known guy. He's written like hundreds of movies, made hundreds of movies for Showtime. Some of them were like the Skinamax movies. Right, right, right. Hot Tub and, and Naked Women. That's right. <laughs> those movies. Nice. So uh, Fred Olin Ray is his name. Yeah, he's done okay, a ton. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's done a ton of films. <clears throat> and Henrik, he's like, was one of Henrik's idols. Like, growing up, uh, he wanted to be like him. And, and, and so when he picked Henrik to do this project... Henrik was like had this big burden on his shoulder. And when we filmed our last scenes and he said the final cut, he actually dropped to his knees in tears that he finally did it. Because it took a good eight months from maybe more, eight to ten months from start to finish to film all the whole uh series. Well, it was very well done, man. I I I'm I watched it on when it was on Amazon Prime, and then it dropped, and then I went and bought it on Amazon. I just I have it on, so if I ever want to go back and watch it, I can go watch it. It's and also it, on Tubi now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was promoting that, so you can see uh, you can see Joe in Boggy Creek the series. Uh, you can check that out on Tubi. But uh, yeah, that was a great series. Before we end the podcast, there are a couple more things I want to talk about. The, some of the shorts that you've uh, been in um i remember uh, there was one called beggar's night the guy with the candy um that was a halloween short uh do you want to talk about that a little bit and i remember another short you did i think it was around centered around the christmas holiday with iabu yeah um, yeah if you want to tell the audience about those and I'll, I'll share where they can find them in the links but those look fun too those look very fun so Be beggar's night was uh Henrik loves doing shorts around Christmas and Halloween. So I told him I love doing holiday films like that. I, I want to make a Christmas movie. That's a classic that people watch every year. But um, 
which I did another Christmas short called Lights. I'll have to give you the link to that because okay. it's got a little creepy vibe to it too. I'll have to send it to you. But um, Beggar's Night, I play the pizza man and I show mm-hmm. up with a pizza and uh, I, <laughs> I get a bucket or a pumpkin or something kicked at my head <laughs> and, and he barely misses me. Um, I give him the pizza and go. The cool thing is without Henrik knowing, I made a pizza box and the pizza place was called Incredibly Handsome Pizza because <laughs> Incredibly Handsome is his thing about himself. Right. And I gave the, I, it was a, the logo was a slice of pizza with a handlebar mustache and <laughs> some round glasses. That's awesome. That's awesome. What I remember about your character, you weren't the right pizza guy. If I remember right, the guy was looking for like your brother, your little Sal, he was looking for big Sal or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> He was mad because I I brought what his wife ordered, which was some like <laughs> vegan, not very good, like no cheese. Uh, Who doesn't get cheese on a pizza? <laughs> not this fat guy. I eat cheese. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the Christmas one, uh, I can't remember what that one was called. But I can't remember the title, but I can see it in my brain. And I'll put yeah, links in the podcast below. That was a lot of fun. Um, I just... I just got to go and and joke around with Iabu and she got to walk around all scared, which was really cool. It was, yeah, it was different. I, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the, they, they were great. So I want you guys to go check out Joe and those short films too. And before we close out the podcast today, I want you to uh, kind of tell the audience what you have coming out. We know about Smart House. I looked at your IMDb and I see some other things you're working on, but I don't want to blurt them out there if they're not close to ready. But uh, if you've got anything coming out or if you've got uh, anything else that I didn't bring up that people should go check out, I'm going to be quiet and let you have the floor. So um, I know it's been out on I think it's been out on Tubi for a while or some or Amazon, maybe. Uh, but it's just, it's called Jesse James revenge. Uh, Henrik is doing unchained unchained. That's it. Yep. Yep. It's calamity. Jane's revenge is the other one. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So it, um, Henrik is actually having showing of that in in July at the Baijiu theater in Germantown. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I, I, when I found out there was going to be a theater, theater release, I didn't watch, I don't like watching it beforehand, so I haven't seen it at all yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that, I really liked my character in that too. Um, it was a lot of fun because I didn't, I got, I got to play with uh, John Hamrick and I was kind of the voice of reason for once. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of what I was in uh, Calamity Jade's Revenge. I was the voice of reason there too. Yeah. It was kind of nice. you're good in westerns, man. I've seen I've seen both, so I'm not going to give anything away since you haven't seen it, even yeah. though you've been in it. But uh, I, yeah. well, I got an idea about what that one's about. But I, when I act, I try to read just my section, so I'm surprised when I see it. Right. Sometimes you got to read a little more to understand what's going on. But for the most part, I try to stick to my what's my lines. How do you want me to deliver it? Exactly. And that was a really fun shoot because I think that was shot during COVID like right at the end of COVID uh, when people were allowed to get together again. So it was like everybody was put putting their toes in the water. Didn't know. Yeah. I had been working in a hospital all that year. So it was nothing to me at that point. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun to film and I'm excited to see that next month. Um, I'm working with Henrik on something. 
we're not very far yet. Uh, the project that I shot in Death Valley never got completed. So Henrik said, you still have that footage. Maybe we can make something and use that footage as flashback because it's literally filmed nine years ago. So we could film something with you now and it'll look like it's a nine year flashback and we don't have to fake it. So it's shot out in the desert um, at the Trona Pinnacles and in this ghost town in, in this town called Trona. And it's just like the footage looks great. Um, he's just going through the footage now to find where the story is that we can create together. I mean, right. I'm really excited about that one because we put a lot of work into the Death Valley stuff and nothing has happened with it. Um, let's see what else. I'm always working on uh, Iabu's podcast, um, which is a scripted podcast, she calls it. Uh, so it tells a story of Dark City, which she probably told you about. This, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Which is her fictional city of where villains and superheroes basically started. Like the, the comic book stuff is just taller tales of what really happened. So right. these, these, these genius criminals and genius superheroes um started in this one corrupt city it all started with politics right oh yeah yeah that's where it always starts <laughs> so i'm helping her as much as i can on that and mostly i'm just focusing on my um hypnosis stuff and uh and that's gonna be a, a really good i have we have a conference we're going to in vegas in july where we both get to present a talk on which is pretty cool Okay, well, before we end the podcast, I, I want you to talk about that a little bit. Uh, tell us about your hypnosis stuff, how you got into that. Um, that I, I find that intriguing. I, I really do. So uh, I, I'm interested in how you how you got into hypnosis and uh, what you're going to be doing with that in the near future. <laughs> this will uh, keep <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a beagle asleep in the chair over here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go on, girl. Go. You got your pets. <laughs> All right. So, so the, I got into it the weirdest way. I was sitting around doing nothing and I saw an ad on Facebook of all places for a hypnosis school. And they had a free two week thing. It taught you how to hypnotize somebody. So I did it. I did the two week course and I hypnotized my wife. She was the first person I hypnotized. And they tell you not to hypnotize your family or friends because part of the thing of hypnosis is having prestige. And everybody just sees you as, you know, oh, you're just Joe or whatever. Right, right, right. But my wife was really into it. And I put her under. It took me a while. And um, she was under for a little while. I did a couple of things and then, like, gave her a little confidence boost and things like that. Right. And then I brought her out and I said, well, what do you think? She goes, oh, that was great. But next time, take a little longer. I go, how long do you think you're under? She goes, five minutes. I was like, you were under 45 minutes. Oh. And that's when I was sold. I'm like, okay, this stuff works. So then I purchased the full course, of course. Right, right, right. It was all online. It was cool. Um, and then that was more for hypnotherapy. So helping people out, which eventually I might move into that more. Right. But I, I was missing my, my uh, entertainment side of stuff. I wanted to be able to entertain so I found um, this guy, his name is Michael C. Anthony. He has what he calls Stage Hypnosis University, and he has a mentorship. So I, I signed up for that, and I just took his whole course. And this, I started doing that in 2019, and I was ready to start going to do shows. 
and 2020 hit. Oh man. <laughs> so nobody was hiring and the few that were, were hiring the big names that have been established for a while. Right. So it was hard to break in. And then 2021, I did one, one show. No, that was 2020. I did a, it's not, it wasn't a show. It was more of a, um, it was a masquerade ball. I went okay. and I just like did a demonstration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I did mostly mentalism there, just some magic stuff. And and so I got to perform. Right. Then fast forward, I think I skipped the whole 2021. I didn't do much. 2022, I um, got a call from somebody who said, hey, we have this high school. They want you. They I need to fill a slot for an after prom. Are you available? I was like, yeah. So nice. my first show, um, we drove out to Wacon, Iowa. And, uh, we did, I did it my first show. I'm terrified. My heart's beating. My mouth is so dry that at one point I stopped talking because, and I'm in the middle of doing something. <laughs> my mouth's so dry. It made me forget what the next words I wanted to say. Right, were. right, right. Then something clicked and it came back and I went through and then I do my induction and I say sleep and a girl falls out of her chair. Boom. Oh man. From that moment on, this this calm came over me, and I'm like, okay, it's on. It's working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. So so since then, I've done probably six or seven more shows. I really just hit the um, the weekends uh, for after proms for high schools. Okay. Uh, I'll probably do some – I want to start picking up more and doing some grad nights as well. Um, I got one just through my website, and uh, – uh, it was actually a psych, uh, psychology club. They hosted me at a high school and uh, I went and did a show. And unfortunately there was a basketball tournament at the same time. So uh, we didn't get a big turnout, but the show was great. Like the, 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 the um, volunteers were very creative. Uh, and I use a lot of the stuff from acting on the right. stage. Yeah. It's like a, a hypnosis show is like doing a Broadway play where you're the director and none of the actors have the script. <laughs> I gotcha. Gotcha. So you're, I'm directing this play and I try to connect everything together. So it's like a sensible yeah. uh, thing. My favorite, my favorite routine is um, I start off by saying everybody's offended by everything now. Right. True. I'm going to show you that it's a state of mind. And then I tell one guy, I say the guy I'm touching now, every time I say the word, thank you, you're going to get offended. So I'll have him do stuff to like hold my mic for a second. And then we're like, thank you. Thank you. And then he'll give me a look. This one guy, this one guy was great. He kept just giving me like every time I did it, he, his expressions would get bigger. And uh, then the last time I did it, he didn't know it was the last time, but he made it the last time because I did it. He gets up, walks all the way to the end of the row of chairs and turns his back to me and puts his hand on his chin. It was. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness that is actually hilarious. Put that one up on my tiktok like that one is a, a fun one but uh, i love doing shows i love entertaining uh i'm gonna start trying to get more back into filmmaking because of hearing the compliments you gave me and the encouragement you gave me that was that means a lot oh man you're awesome dude i'll tell everybody um Okay, before we sign off, uh, if you want to, and I'm going to put everything below in the links, so Joe's going to send me links, but if you if you want to share your social media, um, 
contact information, your website. If you want to spit that out, I'll make sure I put it below. I'll get those from you. But uh, if you want to tell people where they can find Joe Kidd. So for my hypnosis stuff, it's thatjoekid.com. And Facebook, it's thatjoekid.com. And YouTube, thatjoekid.com. And also TikTok. So it's easy. All across, it's thatjoekid.com. Uh, I, I have, uh, let me see, what else? For, for acting, you can contact me there as well. It's probably the easiest. Um, my other YouTube that I had before hypnosis, I'll have to give you that link because I'm not sure of it. I don't okay. really use that much, but that's where my short film. And I have a couple other things um, we didn't talk about, but uh, they're around there. I did, uh, I used to do animation. So there's a couple of my little animation things, um, the CG animation stuff. That was fun. But but yeah, I'll send you that link to my short film and then hopefully I'll get the uh the puppet short out soon and I'll I'll share that with you too. Okay, awesome. And um uh, like I said, you can send that to me. I'll put it in the links below so everyone out there listening, you can find your kids stuff below. And I am a small town horror author. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Charles Campbell author. Uh, we do have a Horror 421, the podcast Facebook page, and I'm crazy enough to host two podcasts. So you can also find Backstage 421, the musicians only podcast on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, with that being said, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Joe. I had a great time talking to you. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. And we'll definitely have you back. Uh, and maybe you and Iabu can come on together and we can get you together on a podcast and we can talk about Smart House after it's out. Are you sure you can handle that? Both I, don't, of us? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Horror 421, the podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. We hope you had a horrific time, lovelies. Thank you for tuning in to Horror 421, the podcast. Be sure to like us on YouTube and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.